Welcome to another episode of AdBits. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney, founder of IRA Financial. And on today's episode, option trading and self-directed IRA tax tips. So wanted to do a, a podcast on this topic. I've done a blog on it and wanted to tackle several different themes within this overall subject. Number one, you know, what is option trading? Kind of briefly discuss that. Talk about number two, the different ways to employ a self-directed IRA strategy to do option trading. And then thirdly, just kind of briefly discuss any potential application of the unrelated business tax link, taxable income tax on option trading. So um, buckle up is going to be a fun episode. And um, I'm pretty confident that in the next 10 or so minutes, you're going to absolutely 100% understand what option trading is and how you can potentially do it in a self-directed IRA. So basically, let's just start at the top. What's an option trade? So essentially, an option is a contract giving the buyer the right, but not the obligation, right? It's an option to buy, that's a call, or sell, a put, the underlying asset at a specific price at a, for a certain date, whether it's real estate or stocks, the idea is the same. It's kind of a hedge, right? You want to have the right to buy or potentially the sell an underlying asset, real estate or Tesla stock at a certain price at a certain date. Okay. And it's basically a right. Okay. You're not forced into doing it. It's a right. Now call option, and, and I'm going to get into some of the different types of options, whether you're buying long, you're selling short, you're buying long puts, selling short puts. We'll get into that in a second. So a call option gives the holder the right to buy a stock and a put option gives the holder the right to sell. Okay, so call is buy and put is sell. So you basically think of a call option as like a down payment. Okay, down payment on a, on a future purchase. So you're giving yourself the right to buy something at a certain price at a future date. And with respect to the option, the cost is the premium, right? The cost of that option of gaining that right is called a premium. And that's something you will pay. And if you're selling something, you will receive. So a lot of people play those strategies, right? They'll sell puts and they'll get a premium and they'll hope the put never gets satisfied and they'll just get free money, right? That premium. And if it does, get satisfied, then they will hopefully make a little bit of money on that transaction plus the premium. So the put basically an insurance policy, right? You're getting a premium for putting up your asset potentially and potentially losing it, but you are getting that premium. So if an investor wants insurance on their like S&P 500 index portfolio, they can purchase put options. An investor who may fear a bear market's coming, which you know hopefully uh, we're in a bear market, but hopefully it's going to end pretty quick. Um, you may be unwilling to lose more uh, than let's say 10% of their long position in the S&P 500. So if the S&P 500 is currently trading at $2,500, you can purchase a put option, giving them the right to sell at let's say 2250. So you get a little premium and you, at least um, you uh, have the right to sell at that price. Um, so there's different strategies, whether you're buying long, selling short, buying long puts or selling short puts. Buying stock gives you long position, right? You When you buy a stock, you, you hope it goes up. Buying a call option gives you a potentially long position as well, right? You have the opportunity to buy that share at a certain price and hold it. Short selling gives you 
obviously a short position. Selling a naked or uncovered call gives you a potential short position on the underlying stock, right? So that's the idea of you selling a put. You're gonna make money um, potentially if, if it goes down, you'll have to you know, sell at that price and you'll get a premium. Um, buying put option gives you a potential short position in the underlying stock um, as well. So going back to it, the option is a contract. It's a right, not an obligation. And obviously their strategy is employed in option trading. There's some sophistication involved. You know, not all investors should be doing option trading. You can talk to your financial advisor about it. I've done some, some put um, um, selling where I basically you know, just want to take in a little bit of money. And if, if the stock goes down, I'll lock in my gains and, and happily sell that share plus get the premium. So there's some strategies. And I know a lot of, of people, I, I've dabbled a little bit in, in buying, call, buying options on, on certain stocks that I think are going to go up. But you, know, you, you want to know what you're doing, okay? And you want to be able to execute on that. So it's a great strategy. You can do it in, in brokerage firms, um, trading platforms. Um, you can do it for cryptos even. Um, but you want to kind of know what you're doing. So you can do it in a self-directed IRA, of course. And there's essentially two types of self-directed IRAs. Uh, what's a self-directed IRA? It's, it's not a legal term. It's essentially an IRA that lets you do uh, alternative assets like real estate, um, potentially also option trading. Some brokerage firms will let you do option trading in an IRA and others will not. So the ones that do not, you may need to um, use an LLC, a self-directed IRA LLC, where the accounts open in the LLC, not the IRA's name, in order to uh, take advantage of some option trading. This is more common in uh, like FX trading if you're trading currencies, but a lot of the brokerage firms will let you do option trading uh, in a self-directed IRA. So what about UBIT? Okay, unrelated business taxable income basically pops up in, in very rare circumstances. Really only three instances where you're gonna trigger a tax known as unrelated business taxable income tax when your IRA does alternative asset investments. One is if you use a non-recourse loan to buy real estate, which is not really the case here. Second is if your IRA invest in an active trader business like a restaurant through a pass-through entity like an LLC. Not really the case here. Corporations are not pass-throughs, right? So that's why if you buy a Tesla stock, you're not going to get hit with UBIT because Tesla, like most publicly traded corps, are corps. And think of a corp as a big box. It's not a pass-through. Corporations have a corporate level tax. The third is if you use margin to buy stock. So some people say, well, option trading is that leverage. The answer is no. The IRS is clear that any gain from the lapse or termination of options, and this is from the IRS, uh, this is directly from an IRS document, the buyer sell security is excluded from unrelated business taxable income. Okay, so obviously it doesn't work if you are in the business of trading options, but for IRAs, uh, that's not the case. So if you buy options or sell puts, um, lapses or termination of options, um, the option premium or the, any money you make from that option transaction is not considered unrelated business taxable income, which means it's not subject to tax, right? That's the beauty of using an IRA to buy options as well as doing other traditional investments as well as alternative asset investments, whether it's stocks or real estate, is that IRAs don't pay tax on gains. That's known as tax deferral. So your money grows faster, clearly, when it's not subject to tax. Generally, if you can 
average an 8% rate of return, you will double your money every eight years. That's known as compounding returns. The IRAs and 401ks are the best source of compounding return investments because your money grows without tax. So again, whether you're doing options, stocks, mutual funds, real estate, cryptos, any gains from those investments will go back to the IRA without tax. When you pull the money out of the IRA, that could be subject to an income tax. If you're over 59 and a half, just a tax. If you're under 59 and a half, tax plus a 10% penalty. But if you have a Roth IRA, you're over 59 and a half, the Roth's been open at least five years, then there is no tax. That is known as a qualified Roth IRA distribution and all the Roth IRA distributions would be tax-free. So getting back to options, um, right? It's, it's somewhat risky. So know what you're doing. Talk to your financial advisor. Yes, you can do it in a self-directed IRA. You can do it straight out of an IRA or you can do a self-directed IRA LLC. If the platform you want to use does not allow for IRA options, you can just set up the account in the name of the LLC, which is ultimately owned by the IRA. And since LLCs are pass-throughs, don't pay any tax. The um, tax-exempt status of that investment will remain intact from a federal income tax standpoint. So all the gains will flow back uh, to the IRA without tax. There's no UBTI as per the IRS guidance on uh, lapses or termination of options and any option related transactions are not subject to UBTI. So options are a really popular way, uh, not just uh, for use in, in business, uh, whether you're hedging against the price of oil or uh, the price of a natural resource, but it's used by investors all the time who want to lock in profits on short positions, get a premium, or expect an asset to go up and, and want to be able to buy it at a, a set price at a set date. So pretty, um, you know, standard stuff, but, um, you know, definitely talk to a financial advisor if you're unsure, kind of never dabbled in the option world before. Um, it, may, it may be suited for you, but definitely talk to a financial advisor before making any decisions. But no, you can do it in an IRA, in a self-directed IRA, not subject to UBIT. And best of all, the um, lapse or termination of the options or any gains from the option transaction would go back to the IRA without tax, which is known as tax deferral. So thank you for watching um, AdBits. If you're doing it on YouTube, if you're listening, uh, wherever you pick up your podcast, thank you as well. Um, if you want to see what it look like or just kind of get a different flavor, check out our YouTube channel. We drop or I drop three podcasts and four to five videos a week. I also go live generally Wednesdays at noon. So subscribe to our YouTube channel and you'll get updated when I go live. Um, generally tackle current events, topic involving taxation, uh, retirement accounts, uh, alternative assets. Um, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of fun. So check it out. Uh, otherwise, um, AdBits chops every Tuesday. So thanks for spending some time with me today. And don't forget to check out AdBits next week. Have a great rest of your week and take care.